The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to the Central City Citizen, a PoppyChulaRadio.com original series. Poppy Chula Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Thursday, April 27th, 2023, and I'm your host, Professor X. During this podcast, we'll be having an in-depth discussion on the CW's The Flash. Please welcome my co-host, Dimitri Rajasinger. What's good, Central City? And Jeffrey Aruz. Hello, Central City, Lian Yu, and uh, the Multiverse. Let's jump into our discussion of Season 9, Episode 9, which was titled It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To, which aired on April 26th, 2023. Here's the official synopsis. It's brief. Team Flash throws a surprise birthday party for Barry, but things go terribly awry when Ramsey Rosso crashes the festivities. That pretty much sums it up. So let's get to it. Chester, Allegra, and Cecile come together to plan a surprise birthday party for Barry. That night, Iris brings Barry to a star where he's greeted by friends and family, including Diggle and Wally. Everyone enjoys the party, and Diggle gives Barry a special gift, Oliver's bow that apparently was found in National City and not lost on Earth-38 after all. Barry says he can't accept the gift, and maybe it should be displayed in the Hall of Justice instead. Jeff, how would you like the opening? Um, also, what's your go-to karaoke song? And did Diggle giving Barry Chekhov's bows seem a bit forced? I mean, it kind of had to be there, given what happened later in the episode. Did you feel it was a little too on the nose? Chekhov's bow, it was. Um, this might blow your mind. I've never done karaoke. What? I know. Um, I, f- I feared the professor would have like done some sort of sassy snappy comeback no i was okay. relying on uh, dimitri's wah okay that's good dimitri, what's your go-to karaoke i am partial to living on a prayer oh we're halfway there we are yeah oh that's a good one i don't want to steal yours though um yeah I, i've got nothing but what i will say about the opening i thought it was interesting i mean there was a lot of uh, uh, like sciency, wyancy, timey, wimey, like BS about now Barry is younger and, uh, you know, he's, he's not 33. He is 30 again, much like Jennifer Garner. She was, what was she like 13 going on 30? So, um, so he's now, uh, 33 going on 30, which did we really need that? Like, no, that that's going to be a recurring theme in this episode of a lot of shit that we did not need. Did we need that? It could just have been, it's his birthday. It's, no need to bring up all of that and the flashbacks and yeah. why bother? He's 33. I mean, it's not like 30 or 35. I know people like to focus on like, you know, the bigger numbers like 30, 35, you know, usually zero and fives are, are the ones that like people are like, yeah, but like 33 wasn't bad. Like. It could have been a 33rd birthday party. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. But apparently he's younger, faster, stronger, yay. 
Um, the bow thing was very strange just because, like, I thought, I don't know. I thought it was, like, already accounted for. Like, I don't know. It just, in my mind, like, I wasn't like, where is the quiver? Like, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. This was not the answer of, like, the Arrowverse that I needed. We did get some answers later on. But this wasn't, like, the answer that I needed. Like, I thought it was already at the, um, what do they call it? it? Did they officially call it? They just call it the Hall. Is it the Hall of Justice? Like, have they actually said that? Or do they just call it the Hall? But I thought it was at the Hall. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, That I think Barry's argument, that that's a logical place for it. It's not like Barry's doing archery on a regular basis correct that did seem a little weird like i want you to have it like i don't really know much about bows like you know i run fast right remember i make you vomit we didn't get that although we did get uh diggle vomiting later in the episode i wonder if that was a subtle callback it must have been um elsewhere at the party chester gives allegra a necklace that doubles as a way to conceal her identity as a superhero which following our theme ends up accomplishing exactly nothing because zombified allegra just crushes it later in the episode Dimitri, why bother? We know they're dating. There seems to have been nothing here. They introduced a side plot that went absolutely nowhere. I was thinking maybe she'll turn it on and it will interfere with Ramsey's control and, you know, restore Allegra. But nope, it was just here's something cool. I'm going to break it later in the episode. I thought the same thing. I thought somehow it was going to the same way, um, you know, pregnancy was protecting Iris. Like I thought the necklace was going to somehow protect Allegra. But then uh, a part, I know this is probably not true, but then a part of me was like, are they trying to set up like an Allegra spinoff where, you know, she has to do like some solo superheroing. <laughs> not an Allegra and, spinoff. And, and she needs to like conceal her identity on a regular. Cause it seems so pointless that I was like, is she going to go off on her own and like, you know, pull a Nightwing and, you know, need to need to conceal her identity in a new city. It seemed so, I guess we were there. It was there just so she could crush it and just there could be like, aw. Although a spinoff would have been on par with the old CW before the new owners. I guess, yeah. I, I was perplexed just as the rest of you were. I was wondering, like, well... Like, were you two minutes short on screen time? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was. It definitely was not a, a Chekhov's uh, amulet. It was just a, a throwaway amulet. Uh, Wally goes to talk to Barry on the feelings balcony. Wally tells Barry he's been projecting his consciousness into the Speed Force to find other timelines, to find another version of himself who's already found enlightenment. Because, honestly, that's what Buddhists teach you, is that you should always be looking for the shortcuts to enlightenment. Um, he says he needs help because he has a lot of baggage, but something seems off. Back inside, they all toast to Barry, but something's wrong with the drinks, and everyone collapses. The drinks have been spiked by blood work. Ramsey Rosso. Wally tries to solve the issue with peace and talking. Good luck. We're 15 minutes into the episode. Newbie. Ramsey tells Barry that Nora will be a blood baby because whatever he's doing is keep is going to keep everyone immortal. A Chester didn't drink anything, so Ramsey puppeteers everyone to go after him in a nice bit of zombie action, previewing some that we'll get later. Iris, however, is not under his control because, as Dimitri alluded to, fetus Nora is sharing her healing factor. Let's pause. A lot of stuff there. Jeff, we knew blood work was coming back. And there were indications. I kind of thought it would be a multi-episode arc. Maybe he'd be the final big bad. Uh, for the season. Uh, clearly that wasn't the case. How did you like his reintroduction and the way he took down the team? Well, Professor, you can't trust IMDb is what we've learned this season, right, Professor? 
have no idea what you're talking about. No, because I feel like you told me at the start of the season that you had taken a sneak peek at IMDb, and you were like, oh, I know when all the guest stars are coming. No, that was only one specific oh. uh, guest star. I think we were looking for uh, okay. if someone like got a character name or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Okay, so I enjoy Ramsey. I think he is fascinating as blood work. There is like a creepy, almost charm to him that I remember we enjoyed when we saw him originally. And I don't mind that he came back to do the exact same thing that he did last time. Because I read on the internet, some people were like, he came back and he did the exact same thing. And I'm like, how many times have we seen fucking the reverse flash come back and be the arrow versus version of a Karen all the damn fucking time. All he does is come back and is like, I don't like you, Barry. I'm going to the manager. You know what I'm saying? Like we've seen him do that shtick so many times throughout these nine seasons, having blood work, come back and do the exact same thing. I want to take over the world by giving y'all my blood. I mean, I was fine with it. He does it. Well, he was entertaining. I, too, thought he was going to be here for a moment. The moment was an episode, and that surprised me. Although, I will say this whole episode gave me the vibes of, like, nostalgia of, like, the Arrowverse at its peak with many crossovers and major crossovers. So, um, like, my heart was filled uh, with an immense amount of uh, just nostalgia for days pre-COVID when, you know, they used to you know, rally the troops and, uh, you know, everybody and their mother that starred on all these shows would appear over the course of multiple nights on uh, the CW. But I thought he was fine. The Wally situation was interesting. I hope that you asked me a question about him because I have opinions about Wally. Um, And uh, the whole fetus saving the mother was interesting. I don't feel like that's zombie um, rules. So I don't know what that was. That was his own show rules because I, you know, okay, you're pumping the oxygen for the child. So the child is protecting you from the blood. Like, um, okay. I mean, that was the sciencey shit that I liked versus Barry is young again. And what's it like to be young? Well, and also talking about things that didn't need to be done in there. Why bother having, uh, you know, Iris be protected by the, uh, you know, the, the fetus when she doesn't actually do anything later in the episode. She just escapes into the, the time room and locks herself in there and then well, comes out when everything's well, over. She could have been zombified. It would have had no difference. Well, I, I feel you on that. I think this is just my thinking. I think the writers probably wanted to write it in a way where nobody online could say, but what about the baby? Like, is the baby going to be weird when she gives birth and that sort of thing? If they already say the baby is protecting the mother and that's why Iris isn't sick, I feel like that's that was a response more for maybe internet trolling than anything else. Dimitri's yeah, just... in, the, in like the, you know, the Flash internet social media area, so I don't know if he would agree with that assessment, but that's what I think they tried to do. I was totally expecting her to like shoot somebody by the end of the episode. I know you have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Iris is right there. There are guns available. Yeah. yeah. Starchives. Yeah. Um, I feel like that whole like conversation between her and Jester didn't need to happen in that case. Like she could have just come to and 
been like, oh, I guess there's no damage because the baby healed itself or whatever. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the um, baby healed itself. Uh, I love it. Uh, I mean, you know, might as well. The baby's now three months younger. Three Barry's years trapped in younger, dreams- right? I, I don't know. Uh, uh, Barry is trapped in a dreamscape of sorts with Ramsey. Ramsey tells Barry his plan isn't to break him this time, but to break Wally instead. Cut to elsewhere in the mindscape. Wally's trapped in bad childhood memories with his mother and her addiction. Wally's also still grieving for Jesse, uh, and Ramsey goads him by noting that Wally knows he's not sensing just other timelines, but other multiverses. Maybe somewhere out there is another Jesse Quick. Ramsey offers to help Wally achieve true enlightenment and unlock the multiverse. He appeals to Wally by saying that if they work together, no one will ever have to see anyone they love die again. Dimitri, I seem to recall you were a fan of Kid Flash back in the day. Uh, how did you like how easily he was taken down by blood work? I was kind of hoping you put up more of a fight. As was I, I guess, um, like, uh, you know, they, they, it was clear that this episode needed to fit into a, um, or this arc needed to fit into an episode is what, is what I'm trying to say. And I guess for that reason, you know, while he couldn't waver too much, he had to, you know, get on board pretty quickly. Otherwise, this doesn't become a multiverse level threat. But yeah, it was a little disappointing to see Wally get hoodwinked so much. And I feel like since you've got Wally on the show, it it just would have been nice to see him and Barry sort of fighting side by side. You want to do a reunion? Get Jesse quick and make her, you know, possessed by uh, by blood work. And she's going to have the multiverse forum. Get somebody from Legends. Get anybody else. I mean, I was kind of looking forward to seeing Wally and Barry team up. But then you kind of see them working against each other the whole time. At Star, Chester's hiding from Ramsey's zombies while back in the Mindscape. Ramsey continues to taunt Barry and suddenly reveals they were on the set of a television show. Literally, the set of The Flash, with Ramsey directing. Barry starts reading some flashbacks from cue cards about survivor's guilt. When he tries to run, he hits a coffin and Frost falls out. Then Caitlin shows up and says it's more important that he lives because he's the star. Barry's dealing with his survivor's guilt and suddenly seems to wake up back in Star, but Wally isn't okay. Wally is very much not okay, and he's very angry at Barry. Ramsey's gotten to him, and Wally kills Barry. A lot to unpack here. Let's start with the meta stuff. Flash as a TV star element. Jeff, how do you think that worked? Uh, was it just a wink to the viewers, or was it saying something more? And also, Jeff, I asked Dimitri, but were you surprised at Kid Flash straight up killing Barry? Okay. The meta stuff was interesting. Had this been, like, a multiple-episode thing, or at least a two-episode situation, I would have loved for them to have played more with the meta stuff, because it was actually kind of fascinating. Because, I mean, let's be real. You know, at the end of the day, the show is called The Flash, the Flash has the plottiest plot, 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 plot armor that ever did plot. And so he's not going to die. Well, clearly something happens, but but let's be for real. Like, there was no way he's going to be dead, dead. Like, there are four episodes left of the series. Which, I mean, hey, I, I mean, in another world, you know, we did talk about, I think, Supergirl dying for a moment on a different podcast. And clearly, Arrow died on Arrow. So, things can happen. But I feel like overall, Barry has a lot of plot armor, like, you know, a lot. And so seeing both Frost and then Caitlyn, because remember, they didn't mourn Caitlyn. Caitlyn should have been like, you bitches forgot about me. Uh, (laughs) Hello, I'm dead. 
but she didn't. Um, what they did with Barry was fascinating because it did make sense. You know, he has survivor's guilt. I don't want to say everyone around him is dead because they're not, but he has experienced a lot of loss over the course of nine seasons. And let's be real. I mean, his whole journey started off with loss, his mom. So, you know, he has a lot of stuff that he hasn't dealt with. I remember he used to go to like couples counseling. I've said this before, but he should have gone to just like counseling for himself. Like, uh, you know, I wish that they would have introduced some sort of DC comics type of person that he could have gone to in confidence, maybe, you know, a DC Comics um, hero that is also, you know, a therapist or a psychologist or something so that he could have expressed a lot of the stuff that he was bottling up. But it didn't happen. We have four episodes left. So anyway, so he had to figure out in this episode how to deal with survivor's guilt, which he did successfully. You know, it happens to all of us. We figure it out in an hour. Uh, as far as Kid Flash... My problem with this storyline, and it wasn't really that uh, Ramsey got to him fast, because once again, this is a one-episode shindig, so, you know, he had to fall for the, the okey-doke um, ASAP, because clearly Barry wasn't going to fall for it. Again, we already saw him zombified. My whole problem with it is, when we were first introduced to Kid Flash, I feel like he dealt with all these issues already. He dealt with feeling like Joe abandoned him. He dealt with not having a relationship with his sister. He dealt with coming home and there's the prodigal son in Barry, you know, the, 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 the favorite uh, in Joe's eyes. He dealt with all that shit. He dealt with it. And he had an immense amount of character development. And we had Papa Joe talks where Joe was like, you know, your mom took you away. I didn't know you existed, but I'm here for you. I felt like he dealt with all that. Like, I don't know about the Jesse Quick situation. I can't tell you, you know, whether he had grieved her or not. But I felt like he had dealt with all of that baggage from, you know, meeting uh, Iris and, um, and, and Papa Joe for the first time way back in... I don't remember what that was, season two, maybe season three, somewhere around there. But I felt like he dealt with all of that. So them kind of using that as the excuse as to his darkness inside just seemed a little strange to me. It, it just, it seemed well, like just, a plot point for, to be a plot point that didn't need to be. Yeah, I, I mean, this, this is just headcanon on my part, but it might be that he dealt with things on a surface level. But as he got, you know, dug deeper and deeper, he was realizing that, you know, he hadn't really come to terms with it. So, and again, that's pure headcanon. Nothing that was actually in the episode. Uh, Barry wakes up on the island where he sees Oliver Queen and suddenly realizes he's dead. Otherwise, Ollie would never have let him hug him for that long. Ollie, in his new role as the Spectre, reveals that he created a new multiverse after Crisis and that Ramsey wants to spread his infectious cells to all the Earths in the multiverse. And he needs Wally to do that. Dimitri, no surprise to see Stephen Amell back. Ooh, spoilers. But how do you think the show handled his reintroduction as a more casual uh, Arrow fan uh, than Jeff or myself? And what did you think about sort of the way they were, you know, referring to some of the the crisequences of uh, of the uh, you know the, the things that that uh, that spun out of Crisis? I liked it. I think you know it would have been easy to give into the you know um, re like enabling a reunion by hallucination, right? Like Ramsey is making Barry hallucinate. 
Oliver and, you know, this is all just, you know, blood work sort of doing. But that would sort of take away from the reunion because, you know, it's, uh, Oliver's not real, whatever, whatever. Um, I think they did a good job of bringing him back in but keeping him very sort of limited in scope, very finite. I was a little surprised that, like he was able to stay for the party um because that seemed like okay threats over um but like if you're gonna do that all right but you're not gonna see like your kids or anything um but uh but overall i think you know it's like okay i can only intervene when it's a multiverse level threat you know um obviously the arrowverse is ending but like if it wasn't ending you know it's like okay we could get green arrow for you know, more crossovers if that ever happens, but, you know, he's still dead. Um, without it being too, uh, too like, death has no consequence, I think the Arrow Wars, um, and Arrow, the show in, in particular, had a, a sort of moment where, like, oh, nobody ever dies because, you know, everybody gets resurrected. Um, so I think they were, they did a good job of kind of having their cake and eating it too, where, you know, Oliver's back, it's really him, he's really back, you know, their dynamic is basically the same, he says the only phrase he knows when uh, when defeating the villain, but he's only back for this episode, he's still very much dead. I, I think they struck a good balance there, which I wasn't expecting. Ramsey uses Wally to start reaching out to the multiverse. Back on the island, Barry tells Oliver to resurrect him, but all he can't because part of Barry doesn't want to go back. But Barry's survivor guilt is what's holding him back. Oliver explains to Barry that the guilt never goes away. You just have to learn to live with it, and heroes don't stop running. After a pep talk, Oliver punches Barry to bring him back, but Oliver comes back as Green Arrow as well. Jeff, you alluded to it earlier, but you've been pretty consistently bothered uh, by the lack of reaction to Caitlin's death. Uh, did you think this sort of uh, you know, solved that issue? Did this give you any sense of resolution, knowing that it is something that has been eating away at Barry, but he's basically been putting on a brave face uh, in front of the others? I will buy it in regards to Barry. I don't buy it in regards to anybody else. It's just oh, strange. I, I was putting on a brave face, too. Oh, me as well. Okay, exactly. I just find it strange, and I said it before, so I won't harp on it in, in a big way. I'll just I'll, I'll, it'll keep this brief. It's just strange. You work with the woman for nine-plus years, and it's like, oh, another day at the office. Oh, there's a, there's a lady here that looks just like her. Let's see, then maybe I'll be friends with her now, as opposed to the one that was here the whole damn time. It's just strange. Um, yeah, but uh, you know what? I will give them props for handling uh, Barry's survivor's guilt, period, because it's something that hasn't really been broached before. Like, we've been dealing with like Barry's trauma throughout the series' run, but a lot of it has to deal with the fact that his mother's dead, that his father died, and that kind of thing, and, and maybe even uh, you know worry about Iris and about Papa Joe and that kind of stuff. So them dealing with just his survivor's guilt overall was a bit refreshing. Once again, I wish that he would have gone to therapy or something because I feel like the man needs it. He's been through a lot. I mean, let's just be real. And he freaking died in this episode at the hands of his uh, brother-in-law. So, you know, I mean, it w he's gone through a lot. 
He's gone through a lot. Hey, we've all gone through those Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> that is true. Green Arrow and the Flash go to deal with Ramsey, Kid Flash in the breach. While Kid Flash and Flash fight, Green Arrow confronts Ramsey, who sends a bunch of his new blood zombies to fight him. Cute Green Arrow-style fight choreography, though personally, I thought it was a bit fast cut for my liking it. It didn't really stand up to the best of the Green Arrow fights. Um, I'll open this to the floor. Uh, what did you think of the zombie fighting? And also, what did you think about the uh, the Kid Flash versus Flash? We've seen, we haven't seen as much of the speedster on speedster uh, fighting as we've seen in the past. Um, how do you think this one worked? Personally, I thought it looked like looked pretty cheap. It looked uh, like you know video game level. I kind of liked um, some of the zombie fighting. I mean, it was you know the the arrow fights are just inherently more physical than the you know flash fights. So uh, I did sort of you know it was cool to see arrow sort of fighting again. Um, it's just a little bit more action than you know i suddenly have a glowy lightning rope um but uh yeah um i uh i think the like oliver taking on like all the zombie swat team um was a little more exciting than the suddenly heavily cgi barry and wally taking on i don't know the 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 bigger blood work blood work in his I don't know, oversized Doompa Loompa form, whatever, like that felt so CGI after what was a little bit more of an organic action sequence. Like that felt like a little bit of a letdown to me. Unlike the professor, I did not mind the arrow style fight sequence. I'm not going to insult director Daniel Panabaker because that's what the professor's trying to do. I thought she did a good job with it. Um, I would be the fight director. She was the director of the episode though. Isn't she not in charge of, that person she's overall in charge but you know usually the uh, on the arrowverse shows there's a fight director is responsible that's why you know oh, arrow okay. always had that consistent style oh, okay all right all right but uh but yeah i will co-sign that the kid flash thing was cgi heavy but if we really think about it this season hasn't really featured a lot of like major cgi um so i don't know if that was like a budget thing um i also feel like we really haven't seen barry suit up as often so i don't know if that's also a budget thing um so seeing him suit up and seeing kid flash even though he is zombified um it worked for me i also enjoyed how he got de-zombified as well i mean it was a talk no jitsu type of situation but barry has been doing them for 180 episodes so he should be an expert by now there was that little uh, meta joke about that uh, in the final scene uh, where they referenced that as well. But we'll get to that. Um, at Star, uh, Keon uses her powers to fix everyone, starting with Diggle. And Chester tells Diggle that Barry needs his help. Again, call it fan service if you must. But I did wonder for just a second whether we weren't going to get that Spartan and Ollie together again. But we did. Any thoughts on the reunion? I'll open it up to the floor. Just noting Diggle got a way longer hug than Barry did for what it's worth. It was magical. It was wonderful. I've always enjoyed the Oliver Diggle bro tp so it was it was fantastic i love that um this jumping ahead just a little bit uh pulling a dimitri but i'm bumps sorry dimitri but uh but i did like that diggle got his like chance to really say goodbye which was lacking um the last time oliver disappeared um yeah and there's that other thing that i won't jump into which i thought was interesting as well like everything oliver and diggle was was really nice i mean for both of them i mean we've seen diggle a lot more than Oliver, but uh, for both of them, it just felt like, you know, they were putting on, you know, an old jacket again and, and going out on, onto the town. 
fighting all the big bads and that sort of thing. Dimitri, any thought? I will say, in sort of keeping with the theme of things we didn't need, you could have had that whole reunion without mentioning the damn box. Like, I thought they were going to be like, oh, actually, you are going to be the Green Lantern. But then it's like, the box, you did a good thing. Because now your life is going to be great. Because it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. Like, you could have just been, like, nice to see you again, you know. The whole, the box was there to tempt you. Like, just say, I mean, you know, the CW didn't want to fund a Green Lantern show, whatever. Like, we didn't need to go over the damn box again. It's it's already been such a letdown in the Arrowverse. I could have done without it being mentioned again. I don't know about you guys. Well, I, I don't want I don't want to jump into that. But since he mentioned it, Professor, I do have a response. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I actually did not mind it. I remember a year ago completely disliking what they did with the box. I remember like just disliking it. Like I was like, what was the point of it if he was just going to be no? And then that's it. Um, I actually like this ending of the box situation more than what we got last year. Last year, I thought that's it with the box. We were never going to hear about it again, you know, and and, uh, as we kept on hearing about the focus of this final season, the showrunner kept on saying, you know, I'm not really going to do anything like major stuff with the Arrowverse and this other. It's going to be focused on the Flash. So the fact that he kind of changed his mind and decided to wrap stuff up in the Arrowverse as well, sort of realizing the importance of this decades-long experiment that has been on the CW, I appreciate that he brought it up once more because the way that it ended didn't sit well with me. And having Oliver basically say that, you know, sure, we would have wanted it to have been the Green Lantern and that kind of stuff and Lantern Corp and all that stuff that clearly is not going to happen. Him telling him it was a test and basically you passed because at the end of the day, our Diggle, the Arrowverse Diggle did not need that burden of being the Green Lantern. He is a family man. He's got a wonderful wife. He's got a child, two childs, children, maybe. He's got he's got kids, I think. More than one. Yeah, I think so. Um, so he's got kids. He's got um, obligations and responsibilities. For him, it makes no damn sense to become a cosmic superhero. So... Oliver basically saying you made the right choice, you need to be with your family, and family's important to you. I, you know what, I was perfectly fine with that, and I found that to be a much more satisfying ending than him screaming at the box while the reverse flash was like, say yes! Yeah, I, I agree uh, with, uh, with Jeff. I think it was, it was more satisfying, and I do wonder whether it was, you know, in response to, you know, fans not liking the way they handled it. Um, you know, this is a classic comic retcon where something happens and then someone comes up and says, well, no, actually, that's you're just looking at it from the wrong point of view. In fact, da 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 da. Um, so this was, uh, you know, a pretty classic retcon. And, you know, uh, you know, giving, uh, you know, um, uh, John uh, the resolution, uh, not only, you know, being able to uh, to see Ollie again, but to have Ollie say, no, no, you did the right thing. Uh, you know, it was a test and you passed it. So he doesn't have to deal with any, you know, lingering sense of, uh, of guilt or doubt. Uh, or anything related to that, um, I think was, you know, much more satisfying than what we had with, uh, with you know, uh, John Diggle wandering around like the Incredible Hulk back in the TV show days, uh, you know, from uh, CW show to CW show, 
uh, in looking for a cure for his headaches. Uh, meanwhile, Barry tries to reach Wally with the pep talk, an emotional plea, and as has already been mentioned, he tells him he can beat Ramsey's infection, and it works while he's back just in time because blood work attacks in the farm of a giant, and eh, let's call what it is, a bloody booger. But Flash and Kid Flash show up to contain him while Green Arrow gets his clean shot. Oliver tells Ramley he's fa- Ramsey he's failed the city, ahem, before taking the shot and in- ending the threat. Ramsey's hold is broken more than that. He's been made human again and even cured of his fatal disease, which means he can now die in prison of old age, which to me seems like a very comics accurate Spectre touch as Spectre was supposed to be God's spirit of vengeance and was all about, you know, giving people poetically uh, appropriate punishments. Jeff, any thoughts on how everything wrapped up? All right. The CGI booger, as you called it. I mean, we saw him before. Bloody booger. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, Oh, yeah. Bloody booger. Uh, We saw that before. So it wasn't surprising to see him again. It looked just about as good as it did the last time. And the best part of that entire situation was Diggle saying that that's one ugly son of a bitch. Like That was fantastic. So it's like the writers knew that the CGI was um, wonky to say it in the nicest way possible. As far as like the actual resolution, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Once again, it felt like an Arrowverse team up. I loved that they used their um their little lassos to like, you know, get him to stand still. I enjoyed this magical mystical specter arrow that somehow cleansed the multiverse. We'll go with it. Um, unlike Dimitri, I did enjoy You Failed the City. I mean, it's not just the one line that he knows. It's his catchphrase. Like, a lot of these Arrowverse heroes do not have catchphrases, but Oliver Queen does as the Green Arrow. And I thought it was perfectly fine, and it worked. Uh, I mean, if it's the last time we're going to see Oliver Queen, let him do his catchphrase. I mean, you know. And, uh... I didn't hate it oh. either. I just, okay. you know, he he was going to say it. Like, it was... <laughs> he was going to say it. You could feel it, no matter from, what. like... Even if it was going to be Barry, you failed the city. Like, it doesn't, they could be, you know, in a nice suburb. He's still going to (laughs) say, you failed the suburb. Like, you could tell that they were setting up that moment for so long. And it worked. Now, the cure and all of that stuff was fantastic. Because, I mean, let's be real. The series is ending, so it's nice to know that blood work is not a threat any longer. Because, I mean, the way that he you know, does his thing. I mean, he is clearly a massive multiversal threat. So completely stripping him of his powers was poetic justice, as you said, professor, and then making him human. So he has to like live his life and his sentence out with, you know, the guilt, basically the knowledge that not only he failed, but that he got his ass whooped twice. Beautiful. Everyone gets together at Barry's apartment. Oliver parties with everyone for a bit. Wally and Iris go off to talk, and he realizes he has to deal with the pain of his childhood from within. Uh, Oliver and Diggle have a moment that we've already talked about. Um, uh, Dimitri, as the casual or the more casual uh, Arrow fan, uh, how do you think they wrapped up Oliver's story? We've sort of been talking a little bit about this from the uh, the fan service point of view, but you know, we uh, I've, I've mentioned that you know I really like the fact that you know we got that moment with Diggle, um, you know, and and wrapping things up. How do you think it worked, uh, you know, particularly more with respect to to Oliver? I think it it was a good balance. I think, you know, if we if we view this purely from the Oliver centric perspective, then, you know, maybe there's more people he could have said goodbye to, what have you. 
But at that point, you know, it kind of stops being an episode of The Flash and kind of becomes an episode of The Arrow. Um, or Arrow, sorry. Um, the uh, I think this struck a good balance of, you know, The Flash's goodbye to Oliver. And, you know, it's, you know, we, we feel, you know, the weight of his presence and, you know, the end of the Flash is going to be the end of the Arrowverse, and you know, obviously, this all started with Arrow. So, um, you know, it felt fitting. It felt fair. It didn't take over the whole episode. Um, so, I thought the the writers struck a struck a good uh, a good midpoint here, which I appreciated. Oliver and Barry go out for a drink and talk with Barry, saying that he might not have become a hero without Oliver, and Oliver saying that Barry made him a better man. Which maybe um, did it happen? off screen between seasons because i don't remember barry spending that much time with oliver or having that kind of impact on him i think that was a discussion things that he should maybe have said to diggle but uh the show's called the flash so the last season has to be with barry uh so oliver reminds barry that the bolt of lightning chose him it was a relaxing low-key ending to the story and the storyline and in some larger meta way the arrowverse jeff how do you think it worked ending in this quiet way with two old friends in a bar it worked for me. Like, yeah, we saw something like this before at the end of uh, another crossover. Was it Crisis or was it the Earth X situation? I don't remember. Well, now. it wasn't Crisis because. Uh... Oh, no, no, he died. Yes. So it must have been the Earth X situation. Like, I seem to remember like a coda where it's Barry and Oliver having a drink. Or was it all of the Supers having a drink together? I can't remember now. It's been 10,000 years and many, many, many podcasts ago. But I feel like we saw something similar before, so the echoes to that was really nice. I didn't realize this, but the internet told me that apparently the line that Oliver said to Barry about, you know, are you still giving hope? Are you still like an, a guardian angel to the city? Like that's something he said to him um, way back, it was either in, I think it's the premiere of The Flash, like the, the pilot. So having a callback like that, even though I didn't recognize it because it's been a long time, uh, but having that return I thought was really nice. Um, also, I loved just the, the humor of, uh, you know, oh, you're not going to pay for the drinks? Like, you're a billionaire. And he's like, you know, I can't take it with me. Like, that was fantastic as well there was something about Stephen amell and the lightness that he brought as oliver queen in this episode that was really refreshing it's unfortunate ollie never really got a chance to exhibit that on arrow um we did get some of like you know the the deeper gruffer voice when he was actually in the the arrow garb but when he was the specter as oliver queen there was a lightness to him that i thought was really nice to see um, and, and since we're almost wrapped up, I just want to say the callbacks to Arrow was interesting. You know, the references to the sacrifices that he made and how he gave birth to the multiverse and he brought back certain people uh, was really interesting as well. I don't really feel like we needed a uh, specific answer from Oliver as to why he didn't bring his father back. Um, just because I feel like Moira did a good job expressing that during the very final episode of Arrow 
which was she said something like, you know, maybe he couldn't, uh, you know, change the thing that sent him on his journey because if his father didn't die, then he would not have become the Green Arrow, then he would not have become the Spectre and that sort of thing. So I I've always took it as that. So Oliver sort of like explicitly saying it, I don't think was necessarily needed, but, you know, for those out there that wanted a much more definitive answer from Oliver himself, then I guess maybe they're satisfied with that. And it's time to choose an MVP, the most valuable player. State which character impressed you throughout the episode and why. Once a character's been chosen, they cannot be selected again. So choose wisely. Jeff, you can go first. Oh, thank you. All right. I would pick a character that I thoroughly enjoyed when they were on, but I wasn't fully enjoying what they did with them in this episode. So I'm I'm not going to pick you. I'm going to go with Oliver Queen. I thought Stephen Amell was absolutely fantastic in this episode. It was like, you know, he just got off the Arrow set, you know, like he had just finished shooting an episode and it's, he still had the same sort of vibe, which I really enjoyed in him. Um, as I said, the lightness that he brought was really interesting. Then him kicking ass as the Arrow slash Spectre was really fun to see. This episode just gave me throwback vibes, like I said earlier. It, it gave me the vibes of like the big crossovers that we used to see much more often uh, on these Arrowverse shows. So uh, Stephen Mel was fantastic in this episode. Dimitri, who is your MVP and why? Damn it, that was mine. Um, oh, sorry. You're not an Arrow fan, so I didn't think. Yeah, no, I I have been very critical of the Arrow over the over the years, but I have to say that he had a great presence in this uh, in this episode. I'm struggling. Uh, I almost want to say I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think I'm going to give it to Diggle. He, he's not huge in this episode. He's not a huge presence, um, but he really brings us back to you know how much we love Diggle. Um, you know. In the in the few scenes that he's in, it I think just what you were saying about uh, Stephen Amell, like it feels like he just walked off the Arrowverse set, like uh, the Arrow set. Um, you know, he had exactly the same energy. Um, that reunion scene with him and Alva Queen had exactly the same dynamic that it had during the show. Um, you know, he's a, he's always been a character with a a huge amount of presence. Um, and he started out as a character who didn't really need to say much, but had, you know, a huge amount of gravitas regardless. Um, I mean, he's also a, a very big, very muscular dude. But I just, I couldn't get over how familiar he felt right away. That The moment you notice he's at the party. Um, so, yeah, it was great seeing him again. Um, I'm sorry he did not get a Green Lantern show. I totally would have watched that. But, yeah, it was great to see you again, fam. Uh, as for me, I'll choose blood work. Um, you know, I've, I've said before, I do love it when the villains seem to be having fun. Uh, I think there are people like, uh, you know, uh, blood work, like gold vase, like Amunet black who understand what it is to be, you know, a meta of the week or the opponent of the flash. There's a, a certain, you know, a mocking sensibility playing it slightly over the top with a little smile and, you know, in, in there. And unlike his first version, this time, you know, uh, blood work really struck me as uh, as nailing uh, the right level. And was he as, you know, as, as deadly a threat as before? Maybe not, but he was I found him much more effective as a flash villain in this episode. 
It's time now to rate the episode. How would you rate the episode on a scale of one to ten lightning bolts? The point system is allowed. And if you found the episode exceptional, deserving of more than a ten, you may archive the episode in the Flash Museum. Dimitri, how would you rate this episode? It has been a long time since I've said this, but I'm going to put this one in the Flash Museum. It was a great, great reunion ep. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, there were there was a bunch of stuff that we didn't need, but the the stuff that we did need, we really got. Um, I think a great throwback episode to the early days of the Flash, early days of Arrow. Their sort of dynamic. Um, I think they brought in Oliver Queen for exactly the right amount of time. I I find this uh, this episode could be really rewatchable, and it's a it's a great goodbye to sort of the the person who gave the Arrowverse its name. Jeff, how would you rate the episode? I thought I was going to be the only one, based off of how persnickety both of you were, but I am also archiving it as well. This was, uh, you know what? I had my nitpicks, and uh, what they did with Wallace, because <laughs> they kept on calling him Wallace in this episode, what they did with Wallace was a little disappointing, because I loved me some Kid Flash, and so it, it just it seemed much more like we have a plot, and so you got to do what the plot says. So that was unfortunate for me. That was like the only thing that I would nitpick about this episode. Everything else was a delight. I really enjoyed this episode. I, it, like I keep on saying, it was a throwback. It felt like those great crossovers that we used to see. Everyone was on top of their game in this episode. Everyone, well, not everyone, but the majority of the cast had something interesting to do. The storyline, you know, a, this this could have been a multi-part crossover event, but, you know, they, they condensed it into one episode, and it worked for me, and it served almost as a love letter to the Arrowverse. If I'm being fully honest, I wish that they would have done something like this throughout the entire season. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, because we only have four episodes left, but, you know... Had they not done Red Death and just teamed up with Batwoman to take down a, a villain, I mean, they could have done other love letters to other Arrowverse shows, you know, the past bunch of episodes. So, you know, it, for me, after seeing this episode, it's like the shoulda, coulda, woulda, what we could have had throughout the rest of the season, you know, and, and that kind of thing. But um, all of the fan servicey stuff, you know, the shout-out to Felicity, the shout-out to Mia and William and Moira and that kind of stuff, it, it just it hit me in the Arrowverse feels it, it just worked for me it, yeah well done kudos yeah i'm gonna have to uh, be a bit of a wet blanket here i mean i'll agree with you that you know archiving it for its importance in the arrowverse the importance in the arrowverse lore in terms of wrapping things up it is an essential element an essential episode i should say to have there because wait wait, it does... wait are we gonna gloss over the fact that jeff said persnickety i'm pretty sure i've heard him say it before yeah what i i don't think i've ever heard anyone from the past three decades, say that. <laughs> but but okay. Sorry, Professor. I just that needs Not to be, be persnickety, I'm giving it a nine. Join us next time for a brand new installment <laughs> of the Central City Citizen. Here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. 
You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for The Central City Citizen and subscribe. Thanks, Nasser. My co-host, please wish the listeners a good night, starting with the persnickety Jeff Deria Ruse. I will say this. Even Stevie Wonder could see that you're going to give it a nine. Have a good night, listeners. And Dimitri. You didn't have to bring Stevie Wonder into this. Um, good night, Central City. And goodbye, Oliver Queen. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to The Central City Citizen by Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. New episodes release every Friday. You can also download the entire series by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. Good night.